Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 65. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. Thank you for joining me here today, joining Brian and me here today. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, as well as the host of many other podcasts, which you can find at meded media.com. If you're pre-med, you need to listen to the pre-med years. We talk about interview prep, personal statement writing, anything and everything related to being a pre-med. Go check it out, meddedmedia.com. All right, Brian, let's get back into the meat of the MCAT and go over some questions, which I know the students love. And again, the handouts, if you want to go, go to uh, themcatpodcast.com and get our handouts. If you're having a hard time getting the handouts. Understand that the website that has been hosting them has uh, bit, bitten the bed, bitten the what's the what's the term? Uh, I can't think of the right term. Bit the dust. Bit the dust. Yes, bit the dust, and uh, is moving over to new servers and everything else. So if you're having problems getting the handouts, just email me directly, Ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. So we're gonna cover some biology today. That sounds like fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to start off here. Question 29, which of the following is not a difference between a cDNA, how do you say that, cDNA? Yep. A library and a genomic library. So you even forget how to say things these days. <laughs> um, yeah. A genomic, so A, a genomic library is larger than a cDNA library. B, a genomic sequence contains both coding and non-coding sequences, whereas a cDNA library includes only coding sequences. A cDNA sequence is difficult to express in prokaryotic system, whereas a genomic sequence can be conveniently expressed in a prokaryotic system. Or D, a genomic library includes pro promoters, <laughs> I was trying to make that a harder word than it is, promoters, but a cDNA library does not. I have no idea. Yeah, so this just hinges on the, the what is a cDNA library. Um, a genomic library is exactly what it sounds like, you know, just all, all the genes, all the DNA in the cell. Uh, a cDNA, okay, so C here means complementary DNA, and the the way you construct complementary DNA is that you take the mRNA, the actual expressed final mRNA, and then reverse transcribe it back to DNA, and then you know make a little library out of that, kind of store all of it. So then what you've got is the DNA that just codes for 
the actual RNA that's going out to do the job. Um, and so the question was, which of the following is not a difference uh, between these things? Uh, and so if we look through the answer choices here, we can cross off the three that are a difference. Right, so that first choice, a genome library is larger than a cDNA library, absolutely true. That is a difference, cross it off. Right, a genome library is all the extra junk in the genes. Uh, cDNA is just the final expressed mRNA. So we'd cross that off. Uh, the next choice was that a genome has coding and non-coding, but a cDNA includes only coding. Absolutely true. That's, again, kind of the definition of what a cDNA library is, right? It, it's only a DNA version of the final coding expressed mRNA. Uh, and then choice D, I'm going to skip down to choice D. Uh, a genome library includes promoters. A cDNA library does not. Again, absolutely true, right? All those extra bits of DNA that kind of surround the coding sequences themselves, those are going to be in the whole genome, but they're not in cDNA. So remember, the key takeaway on this question, cDNA, only the final expressed mRNA, not all the extra junk. Uh, so what is not a difference here, uh, the right answer is answer choice C, a cDNA sequence is difficult to express in a prokaryote is absolutely false. That's the whole point of a cDNA library is, you know, you want to make this particular gene product that is normally a human protein uh, and getting bacteria and, and human stuff to play together is, is difficult, right? Because prokaryotes and eukaryotes have such uh, different architectures. So what do you do? Cut out all that extra junk in the human genome and just get the actual final expressed mRNA. And then the DNA from that can be just, you know, put right into a bacteria, which then can be grown in, you know, massive quantities in vats to produce huge amounts of a protein uh, that you want to study or use therapeutically. Already. Yep. Okay, let's go to the next question. Uh, an enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay, ELISA, can be used to measure the concentration of antigen in solution. During ELISA, an enzyme is conjugated with an antibody, which results in a color change, and end products that correlate to the amount of antigen present in the original solution. If a control has an absorbance of 0.35 and a sample solution has an absorbance of 0.64, which of the following can be concluded? A, the antibody of the sample solution was downregulated. B, the antigen of the sample solution was upregulated. C, the antigen of the sample solution was downregulated. Or D, the antibody of the sample solution was upregulated. This is the type of question where, as a test taker, I just get very mad and very confused about the and all these antis and regulateds, and and mm -hmm. I would just get so confused I would move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a really long question, right? I mean, it's almost a whole paragraph, even yep. though it's just an independent question. And so, Ryan, from a test strategy point, you're absolutely right. It might be smart to uh, just guess and go for a bunch of students. Um, the, the key thing that this question is getting at is first, just the difference between antigens and antibodies, right? Of course, they want you to have that kind of, you know, basic immunology knowledge, uh, and then reading the question's description of how an ELISA works. Although you shouldn't theoretically need that description. ELISA is a very common, um, test, a very common lab procedure. So you should actually walk into the MCAT already knowing what an ELISA is and how it works, um, very important. I mean, we use them literally every day, right? I mean, not not even just in the lab, 
um, you know, a kind of a form of an, uh, an ELISA assay is how a normal pregnancy test works when you buy it off the shelf. Those, that little stick you're buying is a kind of little consumer-grade ELISA. Hmm. Um, so as the question told us, and as we should walk into the test knowing, an ELISA test is testing for the antigen. The, the protein, the thing that we want to test, we want to remember the antibodies are what the immune system uses to react against antigens. So ELISAs are testing for antigens, uh, which means right away you eliminate answer choices A and D. You eliminate the ones that made references to antibodies um, because antibodies are just a step in the process. They're not what an ELISA is testing for. So even, uh, Ryan, even if, like you said, it was kind of confusing, there was a lot going on, if you just remembered that one fact about what an ELISA tests for, um, you could at least get it down to a 50-50 and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, the, the amount of light absorbance is a measure of the thing you're measuring. So the question said the control absorbance 0.35, the sample solution 0.64, that number went up, there was more absorbance, so there was more, right? And more would be up-regulated. So in this case, the right answer is the antigen in the sample was up-regulated, which is answer choice B. Okay, that makes sense. Good way to break it down. When Mm -hmm. I I had a great question, and I think I lost it. Never mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If I remember, I'll come back to it. Um, yeah, that's all right. So question 59, a biologist wants to determine whether the high levels of a particular transcript results in increased levels of the associated protein. Which of the following tests could be used to measure protein production? And I remembered my question from before, but I'll ask it after this. Um, so a Western blot, B Eastern blot, C Northern blot, or D, southern blot? And I have no idea. Okay, so we're, we're doing a whole bunch of experimental procedure um, questions here, right? The ELISA and now all these various blotting techniques. Uh, so again, this is just something you got to walk into the test knowing. Um, the question asked about protein. So you got to walk into the test knowing that western blots test for proteins. Um, southern blots which was the very first one developed, you know, 40-odd years ago now. Southern blots test for DNA. Uh, Interestingly, has nothing to do with the direction on the map. Uh, The actual name of the guy was Dr. Southern, uh, and he created this technique for testing for DNA. Um, So then when they later invented the RNA, like equivalent or analogy, they just called it a northern blot, being a little kind of cheeky, like, <laughs> oh, well, Dr. Southern did DNA, so we'll do northern for RNA. Uh, and then, of course, from there, they just had to keep the joke going, right? So then <laughs> western became protein, uh, and eastern became post-translational modifications to proteins. So it was just kind of this you know, central dogma thing, you know, DNA to RNA to protein to modifying a protein was southern, northern, eastern, western. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a mnemonic in there somewhere. <laughs> those, uh, those silly scientists with their humor. Right, yep. So he, here was my question from before. So you had mentioned for question 47 about Eliza, and then uh, it came up again here for question 59, talking about Western blots, is at least this Western blot question was much shorter, the Eliza one much bigger. When you are breaking down a question... Is there any benefit to ignoring the paragraph and just looking at what that last sentence 
says. Go and find the sentence with the question mark and read that one. No, because the the problem is you don't know if, like in the abstract, you don't know if the information in the question is extra versus critical versus... So uh, I, I hear what you're saying, Ryan, but the usual thing I suggest to students is first just read the entire question. You know, make sure you've got the whole question, uh, you know, in your eyeballs. Uh, and then... Um, rephrase or reformulate exactly what the question asked you to do. So it's kind of a two-step process, not, not a skip right to the end of the question process. Um, because sometimes the question has extra junk and sometimes it's all essential and you don't know until you've read the whole thing and then rephrase the wording in your own terms. All right. So there you have it. Some bio discrete questions for you. Hopefully you can follow along at go to the MCATpodcast.com. Look for the show notes for episode 65. Download the handout if you want to follow along with us here on the podcast. I would love for you to go check out Next Step Test Prep and check out their one-on-one tutoring. That's how they came into this game. They are known for their one-on-one tutoring. For the same price as, for a little bit more, as a as a non-personal in-person class through one of the other big test prep companies, you get a one-on-one personal tutor. Why wouldn't you want that? Go check them out, nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD to save some money. Again, that's M-C-T-A-P-O-D, all capital letters, save some money. I hope you check us out next week for another batch of bio-discrete questions.